Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the version of the show where every week we take a look at an episode of Marvel's What If, the show with the season coming to a close. We're talking about a finale, Mitch. We're talking about a finale that is definitely missing some context. Oh, what? The fact that there's two characters in this that like totally had their own episode that got cut from the season? Yep. Would have loved to know where that Infinity Crusher came from or how Gamora got her dad's armor, but you know what? That'll have to wait for next season. Right now, we're talking about what if the Watcher intervened? What if the Watcher... What if the Watcher the broke his oath? There it is. What a fucking name. Also, I mean, it's the right, right call. He doesn't really break his oath all that much. I mean, he does towards the end of the episode. I would also, argue he breaks his oath not, more in the first episode than or the last are, episode. If you are dropping in on us talking about what if for the first time, know that there is no filter. We are full spoilers the whole way through. Go watch the series, come back and enjoy our thoughts and let us know what you think over on twitter.com slash D plus us. So overall, the story of this episode, I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This episode is a great culmination of this first season. Uh, there are a few misses, but I think for what what was the runtime here? Like 30, 35 minutes, minutes without like without factoring in how long credits were and all that. I feel like each character that was included got their own time to shine. Yeah, we talked about this last week of like ideal world, like the the best possible situation. We get a good 15 minutes wrapping up all of the stories of the characters that are going to be in the Guardians of the Multiverse. Obviously, we weren't going to get that. No. We got I, just enough to understand where they're at in their current timeline and what they're up to when the Watcher pulls them out to try and stop. Ultra, what do we call them? Ultra Vision, the Ultron Supreme, Infinity. Ultron. Ult- I don't know what we want to call them. I just have been calling them Ultron. Yeah, that works too. Ultron. Um, yeah, like we, we got that awesome opening with the Winter Soldier recreation. Like, almost entirely beat for beat the same it was so good like like winter soldier for me is one of if not like it is for me the best solo uh mcu film for me personally and to see that iconography come back the change to peggy's suit to be the winter soldier suit kind of like the same color scheme and the motifs i was so about it (laughs) What I want to talk about, though, before we go into anything, because there's definitely some negatives to this episode, um, none the least the pacing of it. I, th- I'm going to make a very bold statement here, Mitch. What if understood Natasha Romanoff better than any other piece of Marvel content? Ooh, you mean like MCU content or just Marvel? Period. MCU, MCU. Okay, okay, okay. Because there's some really good versions of Black Widow. Earth's Mightiest Avenger, Earth, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, but, <laughs> no, I think this is the best that Natasha has been in the entirety of the MCU. I would agree with you there. I think Lake Bell did a fantastic job translating this character from the big screen to uh, to this Disney Plus animated series, and she should be applauded for that. I think they wrote the way this character was should have been written for in the MCU. And it's it's funny, too, because... 
it's not like Black Widow is a character that's really out there or hard to translate to the screen because she's very much grounded in who she is and her ideologies. And I feel like we got a lot of exposition in uh, Winter Soldier specifically and, of course, the solo Black Widow film. But I think the characterization here, I'm, 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 all, I'm right there with you. I think it's the best it's been thus far. Yeah, just with the way she interacts with Peggy, both like in the beginning in the Winter Soldier section, but also when they meet in the Ultron world, was just so, so good. And like her moment with the bow and arrow and like, this is for you, Clint. And then it coming around to the end and her getting put into this new world and this little moment she has with Fury. The moment she has with the with the watcher, honestly, to me, is the, the highlight of this episode for her, for me, because I feel like it's the culmination of what we got last week of Clint Barton giving up on his world. And she essentially agrees with him. She fought it out to the bitter end, did what she needed to do, but she's done with it. And now the, the watcher did intervene in giving her a continuation to her story. And it'll be interesting to see what we get out of season two because i'd love to see a continuation of that world we know we're going to see a continuation of captain carter given the post-credit scene that we got if you didn't already realize it there is a post-credit scene in that episode pause this right now go come back post-credit scene that's all i'm going to say i'm gonna give you three two one it's the fact we're yeah the fact we're gonna get steve rogers in modern day with the uh the hydra smasher like it's very interesting to see that they're going to bring him back that way and not find another way to like i'm wondering if he's almost a winter soldier like character say, mark my words winter soldier steve yeah that'd be great honestly i think that's the right way to approach it i'm thoroughly disappointed that my one of my bigger predictions about this episode did not come true and we didn't see zombie hunter spider-man return yeah i was really surprised by that i love that i love what they did with the zombies i honestly absolutely perfect. kind of kind of preferred what they did with the zombies once that red glow hits Ultron's face, I know shit's about to go down. Well, we have that moment of it's not it wasn't the zombies. It's what came with the zombies. And I was like, I'm like, OK, here's where we're going to get Spider-Man. Nope. Yeah, I thought that or it was like maybe we're going to have like the Thanos zombie come back. I totally wasn't expecting it to be Wanda. And of course it's Wanda. Like that was the most terrifying part of all of Marvel zombies. Like, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just just to under, not even knowing what happened to that world, knowing that if she's still there, then the Hulk clearly isn't. And I want to know what happened in the final days of that world. And I hope we get a follow up zombie episode in season two. I feel like they, they left enough breadcrumbs to the worlds we've already seen. And especially friggin Sakaar that we haven't even seen yet. And now they've had to do what they did to get the, to this finale. I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I would have rather seen. And people are going to hate me for this. I think the episode that should have been cut and pushed to season two was zombies. Because I feel like that is the one that presumably or seems to have had the least impact on this finale. And you would have gotten the context of, okay, there's zombies. Okay, there's a zombie Scarlet Witch. But you didn't need any additional context for that. Whereas it would have been really good to see that story of Tony and, and Gamora on Sakaar and what that meant to this and getting to this point. I Who doesn't want friggin' um, what's his name? Uh, giant who melts metals and makes things. Surter? No. Oh, no. you mean him. 
Yeah, the God. guy that was played by the guy from Game of Thrones whose name I'm gonna Oh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Who doesn't want more Peter Dinklage in their life? Like, come on. I just realized that world that Natasha goes to is the world where the Avengers were murdered. Yeah, oh hundred percent, because uh Loki says you're new your replacement Avengers. So he sends her to a world that doesn't have a widow, which is the world where the Avengers are murdered. Cap hasn't been defrosted yet because it's during Fury's big week and he gets defrosted towards the end of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really and Cap, Cap. And Captain Marvel. Yeah. Cap and Cap coming to theaters near you. Double Cap. Cop movie. <laughs> no, I honestly love how like every episode came back in its own little way, whether it be like, you know, the main ones having their heroes. I yeah, also, which is why it was so it was so strange to me that they used Gamora that way, knowing that I guess they wouldn't have known that episode was going to get cut when they were originally going through production. They probably wanted to push it another what month or two to be able to squeeze that episode in. But at the same time, like yeah, I nothing nothing else like, could get cut really, right? Because you look through the episodes, Captain Carter, T'Challa, maybe the Avengers getting nuked, and then they could have explained why that had happened in the next season. Um, that yeah, might have worked too. Or zombies. The best, the best one was zombies. I think the best one to have gotten rid of was zombies. But yeah. at the same time, there was so much marketing behind the fact that they were doing a Marvel zombies episode. Yeah, that that's why may, maybe the the Avengers getting offed one with Hank Pym might have also been a candidate. I'm just surprised they made that choice to cut the scar episode. Like they they had toys. They had Lego sets of that episode. So I just... own the Lego set from that episode. Of course you do. Of I have no self-control. I just bought the Mario Lego. I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, the question block? I did not need to spend $200 on a Lego set before going to Disneyland, but I no, did it anyways, Mitch. Because now you're going to go spend $210 or whatever it is on a freaking lightsaber. 220 yeah, you exactly. it's worth it. You know it. It's not. Well, like, think about it this way. I want to do that, and I have to deal with the Canadian exchange rate. That's not cool. <laughs> but I'm doing it with my little brother. Therefore, all right, that's kind of cool. Therefore, worth it. Anyway, well, I, I had a friend. I had a friend who said the next time I go to Disney, he will give me the money to do it for him. I'm like, all right, great. I'll do the part. I'll do the fun part, and you can just keep the thing. Cool. Yeah. The only thing I don't know is how I'm going to get this thing back. <laughs> I'm hoping that they'll be like, yeah, we'll ship it to you. I think they'll either, sh- I don't think they'll ship it to you, but I think the airport attendants are pretty familiar with this. You just, it'll have to be one of your two carry on items. Perfect. Okay. Um, At least that that's what I've heard from Florida. I don't know if LAX is going to give you the same uh, problems. Yeah. Well, it's not, yeah, close enough. It's Orange County, but Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. That's the closer airport. That, but we're not talking mm. about Disneyland. Anyway. We should be. Uh, I want to go. I'm jealous. You're going to have a great time. We, look, we already have our plans. <laughs> Um, yeah. we need we need to do a Disneyland in Disneyland episode. Which just us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We just bring a mic and just walk around all day and just chat about everything we're seeing. Yeah. Although we might have to be careful. Apparently Disneyland's getting cracking down on people doing that. Really? Yeah. Anyways, huh. <laughs> um, one of my favorite character interactions, uh, one I just one I knew what wanted to bring up was Captain Carter and. Uh, Strange Supreme meeting. Yeah, that was really good. They meet in the bar and just like, yeah, I made this up to be something you would find familiar. Mm-hmm. But also that like, why why do you get here? Same as you love love. Yeah, honestly though, I think the the star of this episode for me at least was Chris Hemsworth. I think all of his delivery is as party time Thor 
is so funny, especially when he's like just ignoring the watcher when he's trying to get him to come with him instead of fighting the Ultrons that he grabs him and just that scream that's reminiscent of Thor Ragnarok. I thought was so well used here. Um, I thought he was so much fun in this episode. Viva Las Vegas. That's a that's a battle cop cry I haven't heard before. It was that was such a hilarious moment. It's um, it, there's so many little things here that they do so right. But ultimately, I think there was definitely room to deliver like it delivered on its initial promise or premise of what we expected from last week. But I feel like it didn't like there was enough there, but it just it didn't feel as satisfying as I would have hoped. Yeah, it felt like it was kind of the bare minimum for the yeah, end, which is still really good. It's still really good and one of my favorites this season, but it did feel lacking in some areas. Like, for example, Killmonger. Yeah, he didn't get a lot to do this episode. But what he did do is very important because the idea of the Watcher being able to, like, I don't know how he knew, but he playing out all these scenarios and figuring out that Killmonger was really only there to be power hungry and to fight with uh, Schmidt to figure out, like, who's going to ultimately control the stones. But I have a gripe to pick with Marvel and their canon and their mythos and everything in the MCU. Yeah, hit me. So, in Loki, yes, there are drawers full of Infinity Stones that where they say, "Oh yeah, it's got no power outside of its universe." That is not or its what timeline. They what do they say? Not what they say. What do they it say? Is that they do not have power within the TVA. Is it just within the TVA? It is within the TVA. We all, all right, assumed fine. that it meant. Outside of the universe, because that's how the comic book canon works. Yes, which is and why I, I'm I'm a little confused as to why that wasn't the case here. But I guess it's just not the case in the MCU. Yeah, I had to, I was like that was a big thing for me last week after we saw Ultron with all the Infinity Stones. I'm like, is that what they said? And now it turns out you can use it. I don't know. It's comic books, y'all. Rules it don't mean anything. It doesn't matter. I know. It was just one of those things where, like, I watched it through a second time, and I'm just like, that's a little, like, it just seems in contradiction to what was done in Loki. But I still think, like, Ross Marcon, I think this series, like, this season, he's been, like, the star for me between the uh, Captain Carter episode with Johann Schmidt to the his portrayal as Ultron. Like, he's knocked it out of the park with every character he's portrayed in the MCU, and I... I'm really happy for him to have to see that he's found a place to really shine here with these two characters that were originally played by two phenomenal uh, screen actors. And he's just knocked it right out of the park. Yeah. VO is something special, man. No, I think, I think I really stand by what I said earlier and throughout our week to week talking to this, where this show stands out as something special for the MCU. I think there's a lot that this show can still do. And I think the show really needs to take a step back and honestly take more risks, which is yeah. kind of a weird thing to say about a what if scenario show. Yeah, but I think that was something that I'd mentioned on an earlier episode of they did so much to stick to the MCU formula of staying close to those stories that they've told in the MCU that the stories that have branched the furthest have been the most compelling. So the Ultron stuff, presumably the Sakaar episode that we haven't gotten yet, Party Thor, Captain Carter to an extent, 
uh, the Doctor Strange one, the ones that branched as much as they could from the MCU, for me at least as a viewer, were the most interesting. So I hope that they can take that criticism and planning for what is to come with season two and with what I've, whatever what if is going to grow into. You don't cast an actor like Jeffrey Wright to be in here for one thing and only be animated. So they've got big plans for this. He's a big name actor and there's no reason to think why this isn't going to lead to more multiversal shenanigans, both in screen, in animation and in uh, feature film. Yeah. Like we know, like looking forward to season two, where we're going to have at least three episodes that are heavily based in canon. And I would imagine that they're honestly going to stick to doing that. At the end of the day, with the MCU being the MCU, you run the risk of, you know, oh, this episode might be cool for a what if story. Oh, we could make that into an actual movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Like we saw I that. Think like now, that they're, this now that they're season. getting audiences more. Like that's the thing Marvel does best is they 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 drip feed things so well that if you had told somebody who's an MCU fan now, if they were not a Marvel fan when Iron Man came out and they've just been watching these movies, if you told them back then in like the late 2000s that there was going to be multiversal wars and time travel and all of this stuff, they would have thought you were a crazy person. But I'm still curious because I've been trying to convince my family that they need to watch this to be up with all the MCU stuff. And they haven't yet. But now that it's all out, I think I want to sit down one day and just be like, we are going to marathon these. You're going to ask me all the questions you want because it's not a movie and I've already seen it. And just see how they wrap their heads around the concepts from these. Because I feel like Loki did such a good job of setting the stage for multiverse stuff that between this Spider-Man at the end of the year and Doctor Strange next year, it's going to be full out multiversal mayhem and I'm all about it. Could you say that it will be a multiverse of madness? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to stay away from that, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I'll go right into it. I know. I know. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's going to be something interesting to see what we get from the multiverse in the future, because we're at a point where they can go two ways. They can either give us a bunch of interesting stories or they can literally just explain things away by saying multiverse. I really hope we get the first, not the second. Yeah, I think as long as they're not using the idea of the multiverse as a crutch and they use it as a storytelling mechanism to enhance what would already have been really compelling stories, that's where they'll shine. And given what we've seen thus far from the Infinity Saga, this, I'm just going to call it the multiversal saga because it seems like that's what they're setting up, is going to be... Um, as compelling just because I trust Kevin Feige and his creative team. They haven't steered us wrong yet. And if this is what they're going for and they can make it work for audiences around the world, I am so happy to be alive in a time where these characters that I grew up loving are being, you know, equally applauded by mass markets all over the globe. Yeah. I, I, I will always trust Kevin Feige when it comes to, the MCU because he's just he's done such a good job. Okay, and so under him has done such a good job. Non sequitur, but how cool was that one shot we got of Doctor Strange losing himself and being all the different monsters and stuff at the same time blasting Ultron? That was so cool. Like, there's just so many little things like that here. Like, we got the Arnim Zola stomach robot screen thing Another that I thing never that we thought predicted. we'd see. We predicted like, that, Mitch. We did. That feels so good. 
there's just there was so much to love about this episode just from an easter egg perspective and just the characterization of Killmonger knowing he was going to fight for power ways or to even, restore his world. Like it's just, there's so much here at Griffin. There's even little things like the way that they explain the infinity stones to them. is the exact same way Wong did. Yeah. In infinity. And Dr. Strange in infinity war. Yeah. Like they, they took the time to think about those little details, which is something I really, really loved. And like, I, I can't wait for more. Marvel is so special. I think our next Marvel thing is Eternals. Eternals would be November, and then, and then Hawkeye, Hawkeye starts, starts late November. And then it's Spider-Man. Uh, Miss Marvel. We are still supposed to get a date for Miss Marvel, and it's supposed to be this year. But I have a feeling it's not. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see indeed, Griffin. Oh, there was something else I wanted to bring up about this. Oh, yeah. The power-ups. Oh, yeah, the, the magic got. armor thing. <laughs> Someone there's a video game nerd or a this D&D Doctor nerd. This Doctor Strange is so goddamn OP. I love it. And also just knowing how flawed he is as a character and knowing that his fate is to just, you know, protect this pocket dimension. He's able to create with magic. He becomes um, a watcher. He literally yeah. becomes a watcher. He becomes the watcher's watcher. Yeah. Who watches the watcher? No, no, we can't go there. My brain oh, can't. We're take going that. there, baby. <laughs> uh, there's there's so much good in this episode, man. Yeah, I I think though that I was really pleasantly surprised by Doctor Strange throughout this entire series. I did not expect to like love this version of Doctor Strange as much as we do. Yeah, I think it, it uh, it'll be interesting to see if if this version of Strange comes back, which I think based on the the critical reception of that episode or this character, there's no way he doesn't. Um, what if now Griffin stick with me here? What if through all this multiversal, the version of Dr. Strange and no way home is not the version of Dr. Strange. We expect. Don't start saying that. That's going Someone just heard you say that and started screaming Mephisto. And now I want to punch them. <laughs> what if this version of Doctor Strange becomes Mephisto? He's already pretty demonic looking. Uh, no, no, I don't like it. Mephisto. I don't like it, Mitch. I, we can't keep saying his name at every freaking thing. Eventually we'll be right, because I went into Loki saying there's no way Kang is going to be in this. Oh man, I went into that show thinking there's no way that Kang couldn't be in it. Well, you know what? You and I have different different ways of looking at this stuff i guess on occasion yeah, very very fair uh, this my thing with mephisto is mephisto's coming to the mcu one way or another especially after what they just what they've been doing with mephisto in the comic books as of late mm. which they did some crazy shit with mephisto where like all of mephisto just has this personal grudge against spider-man yeah it's it's absolutely hilarious. I love I love Spider Man. So you're telling me that Mephisto is going to be the villain of Venom three? Are we doing Venom spoilers now? No, I haven't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think ultimately, though, this episode does a lot for fan service. Like these little character moments that we get, it does rely a lot on flashy action sequences, and there isn't a lot of substance to this episode. But I think just as a comic book nerd, 
Like this was fun. It didn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't great, but it was fun. I, I think, think I, a- I enjoy this the same way I enjoyed the rise of Skywalker where it's just fun. I'm not going to think pacing is all it. over the place. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. And I think that, that, that the comparison. elephant of the room of missing that one episode is really big, like way bigger than I expected it to be. Yeah. Also, I want to know how Tony built that armor. We're going to find out dope. whenever, what if season two happens? I also want to say, what if, stop shitting on Tony Stark. I mean, he can build anything in a cave, so I guess he can build a Hulkbuster on an alien planet. Like, I'm looking back at this, Tony Stark has just been absolutely screwed by what if. Just dead, 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 dead. We finally get a Tony that lives. And the Watcher's like, fuck off. You're not wanted. Just saying. It's very funny to me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other points I want to bring up. I'm excited for what's next. I think oh, there's a lot here to like, and then there's a lot that is left to be desired, but that's just kind of the Marvel way at this point. Um, I'm excited to see what our next weekly thing will be, Griffin, because it's going to be weird not having this to talk with you week over week. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have until to. Until we get our next now. weekly show. Yeah, unless we just go. Why don't we just go back and do uh, every episode of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes? So many episodes. We'll be doing that for years. That is very true. We'll find something. No, we'll do something. Uh, keep an eye on our socials for what's next. What's I'm not going to promise saying anything. That because we, d- we, have no, we literally have no idea what's going on. Yeah, we, we have you know not as planned much as past this. Right if I had to just say with a gut feeling, it's probably going to be Hawkeye. <laughs> I hope we can find something before that, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see if there's anything we can fill the gap with with regards to Disney Plus, maybe some some Disney Plus original content. Join, you can join Turner me on the, Hooch uh, is pretty good. You can join um, me on the Doogie Kami Aloha train. Could do that. This show um, rocks, man. <laughs> could just go back and do both seasons of high school musical the musical the series true well we're going to figure out something we're in a, I, we like this weekly format too much not to keep doing it so you will see something from us we just gotta figure we actually just have to sit down and talk first yeah so yeah keep an eye on the socials at d plus us on twitter and ours is personals as well mitch what are what are those socials uh, MitchGeorge.com has the links to everything, but it is in most places at Mr. Mitch George. That is M-R Mitch George. And you can follow me on Twitter at Griffey D-Pad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. But seriously, folks, keep an eye out for more content. We've got new stuff coming soon. New content, old content. It's really going to be a fun time coming up for the I have an idea, Griffin, and I know this is just going to derail everything we're doing. Um, we know the release date of Hawkeye, right? In about six weeks, give I or take. We, I think we know it. I just don't remember it. I don't remember it either because I was just wondering if we could like start, like do half of a series now and November the other 24th. half after Hawkeye. Yeah, um, November 24th. So that gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, six weeks. Okay. So my idea here, and you guys are hearing it here first. We'll see if Griffin says yes or no. Behind the attraction. Do five episodes now, take a week off, do Hawkeye, and then come back and do the, the latter five episodes of season one. I'll consider it. Okay. 
You'll find out from us soon enough. Check socials. You'll find it when we decide what we're going to do. Yeah. Keep an eye out. But before that, this is the end of the show. So I want to quickly say thank you for sticking with us on this week format. If you have anything you want to see from us, please let us know. Uh, we want to build a show with you. With that, I would also really appreciate it if you would like our show and share it with your friends and rate it on iTunes. Help us get those it review- out to as many yeah, people as we can. Those reviews on iTunes are no joke. If you can do that, it would make our day. Mm-hmm. Review us. Give us five stars. And then sit your grandmother down have her log on to her phone and also give us five-star review from there her account tweet at d plus us with all those wonderful glowing five-star reviews and we'll be sure to retweet each and every single one that we get any week that we say this and hey if you if you write us a nice review we might even read it on the show heck yes (laughs) so that's all we've got for this week we'll be back next week with a proper episode of the show talking about something that's going to be really fun mitch Really terrifying, perhaps? Or really funny. It's the Muppets Haunted Mansion. It's going to be so good. I cannot (laughs) wait for that to come out this week. So that's all we've got, folks. Until next time, have a magical day.